0: If you have your Bible, I'd like you to turn to Philemon chapter 1, and we're going to look at a few passages here for our text verses. And as you turn there, I want to encourage you. um, One thing that my dad did for me is he made church a priority for our family. And Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were in church. And there were times when we had to cancel church because of weather, and I know that there may be some who were not able to make it tonight because of the weather, and I'm not preaching at them. Um, Praise God if they can watch it online. But the truth is, I want to encourage you parents to make church a priority in your family, and it will do a wonder for your children to raise them and teach them to be faithful to the house of God when the church doors are open but I commend you for being here and being faithful. I know the weather a little bit inclement tonight. Philemon chapter 1, uh, verse number 2. Just one chapter there. And I'd like you to read it with me if you're there. Philemon, verse number 2. Ready? Begin. And to our beloved Ophia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. And then I'd like you to turn to Philippians chapter 2 and we'll look at Philippians chapter 2 verse number 25 Philippians 2:25 And if you found it, I'd like you to read it with me also. Ready, begin. Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. And then one more passage. We'll go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we'll read verses 3 and 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And if you're there, I'd like you to read them with me also. Ready, begin. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for bringing us here tonight. Lord, I thank you for these precious people who, to whom church is important in their lives, Lord. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to open Your Word and preach to them. I ask, Lord, that You would use Your Word tonight to speak to our hearts. I pray that You would move me out of the way and and let Your Word go forth, Lord, and do the work that it needs to do tonight. We thank You for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. On June 6, 1944 is a day that will forever live in the minds and hearts of men and women of the free world. It was this day, often referred to as D-Day, that the Allied forces carried out a major offensive attack against the Germans on the beaches of Normandy, France. The Normandy landings were the largest seaborne invasion in history, with nearly 5,000 landing and assault craft involved and 289 escort vessels that transported nearly 160,000 troops across the English Channel. The mission was to capture and hold a 50-mile stretch of beach from which they could establish a base and begin to take back France and Eastern Europe from Hitler and the Germans. Months and months of planning was carried out before the day was chosen for the invasion. At about midnight, 2,200 Allied bombers began bombing targets on the coast and further inland. At about 5 a.m., naval vessels began firing on the beaches to pave a way for the soldiers to land. Five beaches were targeted and objectives were laid out for the troops. The plan was for the troops to begin landing at 6.30 a.m. The escorts filled with soldiers moved close to the beaches and the men waded into the water and headed for the beach. It was a very costly battle as soldiers were gunned down by German machine gunners. Many soldiers were blown up or lost limbs because of the mines and explosives planted on the beaches. At the end of the day, due to miscommunications and weather factors and other reasons, none of the mission's day one objectives were reached, and over 10,000 Allied troops lay dead. However, the soldiers were successful in establishing a presence on the beaches of Normandy for further invasion. And as time went on, all of their objectives were reached. The tide of the war was turned and Germany, along with the other Axis powers, were defeated. The D-Day invasion was successful in the end because a lot of men were focused on accomplishing the mission. And because they believed in their mission, they were willing to do whatever was necessary to help to accomplish their mission. In the verses that we read earlier tonight, Paul calls his co-workers his fellow soldiers. He tells Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Soldiers are people who engage in battle. They are people who fight to accomplish the mission that they have received from their commander. We see that Paul viewed himself As a soldier, he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, near the end of his life, I have fought a good fight. He said in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, Paul realized that he was a soldier and he was engaged in battle and he had a mission to accomplish. If you study the life of the Apostle Paul, you see that while on his mission, he endured great difficulties and sufferings. He said, of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Paul endured great affliction as he worked to accomplish his mission for God. As I was studying tonight, I saw that he endured perils in the cold. And after being in Ghana for 13 years and now being in Connecticut with you, today I endured a peril in the cold. Amen? (laughs) But the Apostle Paul endured much suffering as he worked to accomplish his mission. How could Paul endure all of these things and yet keep on going and yet keep serving the Lord? I believe it was because he stayed focused on his mission. He said in Acts 20, 24, "...but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus..." to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul was mission-minded. His focus and his mindset was not on his level of comfort or his level of pleasure. His focus was not on how much money he had in the bank. He was not concerned with what position or title that he had. He was simply a soldier on a mission. And his purpose in life was to accomplish that mission. And I say to you tonight that just like Paul and Timothy and Archippus and Epaphroditus, we too are soldiers on a mission. God has given all of us the great commission to accomplish. He has commissioned us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature's. He has commissioned us to go and teach all nations and baptize them and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Yes, we too are soldiers on a mission. If we are going to be successful in our mission, we must be mission-minded. We must be focused on accomplishing our mission. I want to bring you a message tonight entitled, Mission-Minded. Tonight, I want to give you three obstacles that often prevent the soldiers of Christ from accomplishing their mission, to help you to overcome these obstacles. The first obstacle that we face is difficulties. Difficulties come to us in many shapes and forms. It could be a sickness, a disease, lack of money, lack of work, rejection by a friend or family member, the death of a loved one, opposition from powerful people, criticism and slander from those who were once close to us. But the truth is that difficulties will come our way. Paul told Timothy, he said, endure hardness... As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why did Paul tell Timothy. To endure hardness. Because he knew. That Timothy. Was going to face difficulties. As he worked. To accomplish his mission. Serving the Lord in Ghana. For 13 years. Has been a wonderful privilege. And it's an honor to serve the Lord. But it has not been without. Difficulties. As I was as Brother Richard picked me up from the airport, he was discussing a story I had written in one of my prayer letters shortly after arriving in Ghana. And I remember that shortly after arriving in Ghana, my wife and I, we got sick. And over there, when you get the flu, it's not like it is here. It's, it's like it's on steroids. It's another level because our bodies are not used to fighting those... those um, Germs over there. I remember my wife, one night, she was sick. She was vomiting and her running stomach. And I was also battling it, but I wasn't throwing up. And all night long, this went on. Finally, in the morning, decided to take her to the hospital. I remember going in the hospital, and we sat in the doctor's office. And while we were talking to him, my wife fainted. And I remember going to pick up my wife and picking her up, because I was going to put her on a there was like a table there, a stretcher, and I picked her up, and when I picked her up, I blacked out, and I fainted. And the next thing I knew, me and my wife are side by side, laying on hospital beds in the hospital, in the same room. I remember thinking, "What in the world have we gotten ourselves into?" is <laughs> a difficulty. Then I remember in 2013, I believe it was on a Sunday, my wife started feeling sick. And the symptoms that she was having seemed to to be the symptoms for malaria. She had had malaria before. So we went to the pharmacy and we got her some malaria medicine. And she took the first round of medication and... Uh, laid down and it seemed to help her, and she tried to go to sleep. About thirty minutes later, she woke up and she vomited the medicine up, and the fever started to spike. And I kept measuring her temperature; it was one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred three point nine. And I was going online trying to find out. You know, I know, knew that if it got too high, it was very serious, and I was very. Concern for her, I knew that if we went to the hospital at night, there would not be a doctor there. So, tried to get the temperature down a bit, and we were able to get it down, and she slept. And then the morning, I took her to the hospital, and when we checked in, they said, we want to do some blood work. So, they drew some blood, and we were walking from the lab to wait outside of the doctor's office, and my wife collapsed. And they rushed her into a hospital room, and I had no idea what was going on. And a little while later, the doctor came in, and he said, your wife has sepsis. And I said, what is sepsis? And he explained to me that sepsis is an infection of the blood, a very serious infection that... um, People will go into septic shock if they're not treated and, and they could die from that. And it's very serious, they put her on IV antibiotics and for about a day and a half to two days, she wasn't making any progress and ended up being in the hospital for about six days on IV antibiotics. And it was a great trial, a great difficulty, especially for my wife. And even today, she struggles from... that that experience. As we serve the Lord in Ghana, there have been some difficulties that we have faced. The truth is that as we work to accomplish the mission that God has for us, we also will face difficulties. Jesus told his disciples that if any man would follow him, he must take up his cross. The cross is a symbol of suffering and sacrifice. And as we work to accomplish our mission for God, we must be aware that difficulties will come. It's not a matter of if, but it is only a matter of when. A soldier must be mission-minded in order to endure the difficulties that will come his way. Peter said it like this. He said, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. He's saying if Jesus Christ suffered in His flesh while He lived on this earth, as a follower of Jesus Christ, arm yourselves with the same mind that as you live on this earth, in this body, that you also will be called upon to endure suffering. Jesus never promised that the Christian life would be easy. Or comfortable for His children. I love what the songwriter said. He said, Am I a soldier of the cross? A follower of the Lamb? And shall I fear to own His cause? Or blush to speak His name? Must I be carried to the skies? On flowery beds of ease? While others fought to win the prize? And sailed through bloody seas? Sure, I must fight if I would reign... Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported by thy word. As we are soldiers of Christ and we have a mission to accomplish, we have to arm ourselves with the mindset that we will face difficulties. We will face sufferings as we work to accomplish our mission. In the Gospels, Jesus told a parable about a sower. Who went out to sow seeds and some seed fell by the wayside and some fell on the stony ground and the thorny ground and some fell on the good soil and later he explained to his disciples he said that the seed that fell on the stony ground it was representative the stony ground was representative of people who heard the word they received it with joy But when affliction or persecution arose because of the word, they got offended. People quit on their mission because of difficulties. Soldiers abandon their posts and desert their comrades because of difficulty and opposition. Let's determine tonight to be like the Apostle Paul. And let's not let any of the difficulties we face take us away from our mission. Press on for Christ. Number one, we see that we will face an obstacle of difficulties. And it will come in many different forms and shapes. I see another obstacle that can hinder us from accomplishing our mission, and that is distractions. Paul said to Timothy, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. To be entangled means to be entwined or joined to. Paul tells Timothy not to get entangled with what? With the affairs of this life. A soldier can be unsuccessful in accomplishing his mission because he gets sidetracked or distracted. I believe this is one of the main tools that the devil uses against us. Maybe he will try to get us focused on sports. There's nothing wrong with sports. I enjoy sports. I'm from Minnesota. I like the Vikings. I like the Twins. And I remember when I was going to Ghana in 2006, I was worried that I was going to miss the Minnesota Vikings. The truth is, after being there, it was amazing. It really didn't matter whether the Vikings won or they lost. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying sports or or, or following a sports team. But I believe that if we're not careful, it can become a distraction. And we can become more concerned and more consumed with a football match or a baseball game than accomplishing our mission. He may try to get us focused on making money so that we get so consumed and so concerned with having treasure and possessions on this earth and we neglect to lay up treasures in heaven as we work to accomplish our mission. He may try to get us focused on entertainment, on movies, on internet, on technology so that we have little time and energy left to accomplish our mission for Christ. The devil wants to get you distracted. As I was researching the Battle of Normandy, the D-Day invasion, I was reading that one of the reasons for the success of the mission was a set of operations. It was called Operation Bodyguard. And it was a set of operations to mislead the Germans as to the date And the location for the Allied landings. And they were very successful. And they convinced the Germans that there was other possible landing sites. And so the Germans had to spread themselves out thin. And they weren't aware of the exact time or day that the Allied invasion would take place. They were effective in distracting the enemy. Don't allow Satan to distract you from your mission. Don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. Keep the main thing the main thing. Paul admonished the believers in Colossians 3.2. He said, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. We must be careful not to develop a stronger affection for the things of this life than we do for the things of God. America is a land of plenty. I enjoy coming to America and and enjoying all the good food in, in America. Amen. And I was, as I was at Pastor Richard's house today, I was commenting that even his, about his cat. The cats in Ghana are much more skinny than the cats in America, and Brother Richard's saying it's the same way for people. And I said, Yeah, it's true. The truth is that in America there is plenty. And we like to feast, and if we're not careful, we can we can be too attached to the things or the pleasures or the comforts of this life. But we have to remember that this world is not our home. We're just passing through We're pilgrims on a journey. In the parable that Jesus told of the sower and the seed, there was a stony ground, but there was also the thorny ground. And the thorny ground represented people who heard the word, and they received the word. But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches And the lusts of other things entering in choked the word, and it became unfruitful. The thorny ground Christian got distracted from his mission by the cares of this world, the riches of this world, and the desires of earthly things. Soldiers of Christ, don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. We must stay mission-minded. The songwriter said, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Many times, soldiers fail on their mission because they get distracted. We see an obstacle in accomplishing our mission is difficulties. Another obstacle we face is distractions. And lastly, an obstacle is disorientation. To be disoriented is to be confused or mixed up. When a soldier becomes disoriented, he will often panic and can make a decision that will jeopardize the mission. And I believe the devil wants to get us mixed up and confused in the work that we're doing to accomplish our mission. And I believe he uses different tactics in this way, but one way is by getting our priorities mixed up. I think of a soldier who is so concerned about whether his uniform is pressed and his shoes are polished, that when the time comes for him to go and fight in the battle, he doesn't go because he, his shoes are not polished. That soldier's priorities are mixed up. And I believe that we sometimes get our priorities mixed up, and because of that, we get so busy doing things that we could even say are good things... But we neglect the main thing. We neglect to accomplish the Great Commission. We neglect to go and preach the gospel and lead souls to Christ and baptize them and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Let me encourage you to get involved in the soul winning ministries of this church. Get involved with, with new converts and 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 teaching them and helping to disciple them to maturity. That is our mission, the Great Commission. I believe we get disoriented when we get our priorities mixed up. I believe also this happens when we minimize our contribution. We don't see the importance of the role that we play in the accomplishment of the mission and we neglect to be faithful because we think that what we do doesn't really matter. Maybe you watch an a, a update video from Ghana, West Africa, and you see the pastors and the churches and you think, Wow, that's amazing, but what I'm doing it, 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 it's not comparing, doesn't compare to that. The truth is that every person's role is important in the accomplishment of the mission. And the role that you play, the work that you do in this church, is vitally important. I love what the songwriter said. He said, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Don't minimize your contribution. There's a poem that says, For want of a nail, a horseshoe was lost. For want of a horseshoe, a horse was lost. For want of a horse, a rider was lost. For want of a rider, the message was lost. For want of the message the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. And all for the want of a horseshoe nail. Don't minimize the role that you play in this church. Don't minimize the role that you play in the accomplishment of the mission. What you do is important. Don't get disoriented. In your service for the Lord, I believe we get disoriented when our priorities get mixed up. And also when we minimize our contribution. And lastly, I believe we get disoriented when the devil convinces us that we're losing. As I mentioned this morning, to see some of the changes that are taking place in America, it's sad. To see the direction that our, our country is going. When we see evil, evil men in great power and, and, and affecting the laws of the land, making decisions, sometimes we can think that we're losing. The devil can try to convince us that we're fighting a losing battle. But I just want to remind you tonight that we're on the winning side. I read the back of the book and we win. We are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't allow yourself to be confused, to think that you are fighting a losing battle. The battle is already won. We are on the winning side. And we must be faithful as we work to accomplish the mission of our commander, Jesus Christ. Be faithful to your commander. Tonight, I just want to encourage you to be mission-minded. Stay focused. On accomplishing the mission that God has for you. This is not a missions message. My, my, the title of my sermon is not missions minded. But you have a mission that God has for you to accomplish. Just like I have a mission in Ghana, West Africa. You have a mission here in Connecticut that God wants you to accomplish. And it is vitally important That you stay focused on accomplishing your mission for God. Don't let difficulties keep you from your mission. Don't get distracted. And don't get disoriented.